This is the voice of the Report of the Week. Signing on. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 2021 Predictions Show. In this broadcast, we're just going to be reading listener predictions for what you think will happen in this next year. First and foremost, for those of you who are tuning into this broadcast on YouTube, uh, just a few short, um, a few small fan art pieces, really. Not a lot. Uh, The first image is actually just a picture that I took of, you know, just me recording some of the show. Uh, The second piece of fan art, or I guess really the first piece of fan art, the second image in the video, uh, goes out to Grey Sky Man. The listener goes by the name Grey Sky Man. And the second and final piece of fan art is credited to Emily. For those of you watching this on YouTube, some predictions have been omitted uh, for this show to be in accordance with the site rules. If you want to listen to the full show and every prediction, uh, then tune in either on SoundCloud, or iTunes, or Spotify, or any other podcast platform. You can simply search V-O-R-W. You will find it there. But I do apologize, but again, you know, with YouTube, it's their house. They have their rules, and I don't want to get kicked out, so... You know, we just have to play by the rules. With that, stay tuned for just a short message from our sponsors, and then enjoy the show. This is VORW. Collective Fear is a one-man electronic music project out of Boston, Massachusetts, who released their first single, Pity, on October 11th, 2020. The music evokes dark themes and moods of synth-pop, dark wave, and shoegazing, while maintaining a catchy pop sensibility. Collective Fear has drawn comparisons to artists such as Cold Cave, Health, and Youth Code, and would be a great listen for any folks who enjoy electronica in general. With a variety of new releases at the ready, Collective Fear is poised to make an impact in 2021. Pity is available on all major streaming platforms, such as Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, and many more. Please feel free to give a follow on Spotify or Instagram at instagram.com slash collective underscore fear if you'd like to support the band and stay up to date on future releases. I appreciate your support and hope to connect with all of you as listeners in the future. Are you located in the greater Sacramento area of Northern California, or know someone who is? Maybe you're considering moving or relocating to that part of the state. There's a lot of realtors out there and lots of competition, lots of folks who say that they do this, this, and this, and sometimes it can be hard to find the right expert. There can be a lot of uncertainty, but a choice I recommend is Michael Peralta with EXP Realty an excellent communicator and negotiator with a proven track record helping people buy or sell residential real estate. He's definitely a name that you can trust. While things might be a bit strange today, real estate continues to be the best way to create wealth, and mortgage rates are at historic lows. His DRE number is 019-96627. He's the real deal. If this is something that you're interested in, remember he serves the greater Sacramento area of Northern California for residential properties. 
You can reach out to him via telephone, area code 916-300-7224. Again, area code 916-300-7224. Or, of course, you could reach out to him via email at Peralta Real Estate Services at gmail.com. That's P-E-R-A-L-T-A Real Estate Services at gmail.com. One long sequence there. But check him out. He's a good guy, the real deal, and he'll certainly do his best to help you out. All right. Now, apologies, by the way, if there's any background noise. It just kind of needs to be there. And I'm, I don't think it should really get in the way of things. I'm kind of just past the point of caring at this point. Um, but I, I do apologize for that either way. The broadcast today is going to be very straightforward. As I said, we're just going to be, yeah, reading listener predictions. That's it. Um, It's just mostly just going to be reading the emails, not much uh, editorialized uh, comment, maybe here and there. But mostly, it's just going to be letting the emails uh, speak for themselves. I'm already recording a separate show that's just, you know, my random, uh, you know, babblings and diatribes and and rants and ravings and whatever you want to call it. So I already have something else going on there. So stay tuned for that. Our first prediction now comes in from Bryce. Hello, Review Bra. I hope you're doing well. I'd like to think 2021 will be a better year, but right now I don't see anything that would suggest a change for the better. I think the civil unrest will continue, but I'm not sure if it will get worse. Probably just more of the same. I'm usually one who follows politics closely, but I have become so disillusioned that I have decided no longer to invest myself in it. All I can do, like anyone else, is control what happens in my own life, so that's what I'll focus on. After all, you can't save the world, but you can save yourself. I hope you and everyone listening in have a good year in spite of it all from Bryce. So thank you, Bryce, for your prediction. That's a good point. I mean, it's, uh, well, it's true. You have these people out there that they think that if I make this video, I'm going to save the world. And that's not how it works, you know? You can't go up against the world. You will never win. So not even worth it. 2021 is certainly starting on a uh, a rough note, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Next email comes in from an individual who just goes by the name Definitely Not Jack. So, someone who is not Jack. I have enjoyed your podcast and YouTube for a while, but this is the first time I will be writing to you. I predict the beginning of 2021 to almost be a continuation of 2020, with COVID not being completely gone yet. I'm supposed to be returning to school this month, but I don't think that it's very likely as COVID cases are still rising. Although I believe cases will begin to dip as we enter summer and have vaccinated more and more people. I live in North Carolina and sports are really big here, so I'm hoping that I will be able to return to sports soon. I play club soccer. I coach 
I coach baseball, and I aim to play varsity basketball this year. Finally, I am hoping political tensions will calm down as the year progresses. President-elect Biden promises to do his best to unite the country, so I am hoping he follows through on that. It would be nice to see less hate in this country. So thank you for your predictions, and uh, well, hopefully things, you know, do one day return to a sense of normalcy. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but hopefully. Jackson checks in. I think 2021 will be a better year because COVID-19 is not such a crazy thing like it was right when it started. Don't get me wrong, COVID-19 is still a threat, but it's not some crazy apocalypse thre- thing where everyone is freaking out about it. Thank you, Jackson, for your thoughts. Yeah, the early days of COVID were crazy. You know, because there, so, there was so much uncertainty about it at that time. Remember, we were just like, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. We didn't know what was even going to happen. It was crazy. So, yeah, there was there was so much uncertainty then. I'm thankful that that is over. And uh, hopefully, again, like I just keep saying over and over, like a broken record, hopefully things will continue to improve in, in that regard. This listener who would prefer to be anonymous writes, A couple months ago, SpaceX, the company planning on getting humans to Mars by 2024, I believe, stated that settlers in Mars won't recognize international law and will instead self-govern. I think we might hear, at least partially, what that means this year, and also we'll hear the legal response from the U.S. government. And since they are planning on sending the first cargo load by 2022, I think we'll hear some technical details about how the city will function, maybe even some coordinates. What laws do you think have to be made to build a self-sustaining city on Mars? I'm guessing that democracy will have to be at least partially undermined to ensure efficiency. Having children will also probably be illegal for the first decade. That's interesting. I, it's, it's a very good question. It definitely, it would not be as democratic as you think. Um, but the other thing you'd have to remember, though, I don't think it would be as crazy. Because, remember, the folks that would be even selected to do this will be, they will be through such rigorous vetting procedures that, you know, there would be so much screening that uh, I think these folks will probably be, they'll make sure that they, they have the plan in their heads to begin with. They'll be very disciplined, probably be a survival of the fittest type of deal, but they're going to make sure that they only want the people uh, who will survive either way going there. You know, it's not like they're just going to be... If they threw a bunch of random people and sent them to Mars, uh, there would be blood all over the walls probably within a couple weeks or maybe months. I guarantee people would go crazy and kill each other. You know, it's just... Especially if there's no laws or rules or whatever, they try to make their own mob rule, uh, etc., it won't end well. People will be dead. 
Um, but the thing is, of course, when they are picking the people, it's just going to be such a specialized team of, of experts that will be very disciplined, you know, be maybe militaristic types, I don't know. But I guarantee you that um, there, <laughs> there won't be any craziness there. That's what I'm trying to say. Next email coming in from Jack in Ohio. I've been watching your YouTube videos for a couple years now, and I've been listening to your radio show slash podcast for about two years. I love your personality and videos. There's no one else like you on YouTube. Thank you for being you. My major prediction for 2021 is that the college dropout rate will raise a significant amount, whether it's due to COVID or some other factor, and I think we will see a revival of blue-collar work in America. I think college is alluring to many seniors in high school because it allows them to leave their home for the first time in their life and have many great experiences on campus. But what happens when the campus is closed and all university classes are online? Does the lack of physical interaction with classmates, teachers, and friends affect the motivation of completing slash starting a higher education? Are we taking a more critical view of where our money goes when we've spent thousands of dollars to stay on campus when classes are online? I think so. I believe a lot of parents, students, and future college students have been exposed to what higher education really is. An overpriced, poorly constructed business that will gladly take as much money from you with little to show after you graduate. I think we might see high school graduates take different paths to careers, like starting their own business or working jobs that don't require higher education, but rather vocational training. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Have a great day, Review Brock. Keep up that great work. So thank you, Jack, in Ohio. That's very interesting, and I was thinking about it, too, because here is where I have objection. Um, education, I think, is important. Education, especially the quality of it in public schools, needs to be improved vastly. And yes, I agree with you. In terms of college, it is for profit. They make false promises to you, in some cases, saying, you get this and you will get this job. They're just luring you in, you know, to say, well, give us your money, and um, it's like they're, they're lying to you. Give us this money, we will go ahead and promise you this. That's not ever going to happen. So many people go to college, they get in tons and tons and tons of debt. They never get a, a career at all in the career field that they ever even want um, because they've been lied to. There's no jobs, there's no demand. None of that. But what, you know, the colleges don't care. They're for profit. They'll gladly take the money and, and give you the runaround. One thing that really bothers me, not that all, all colleges do this, but a lot of the time they market it in a way they're selling you know, they, they sell people lies sometimes in that they say, well, you pay what sometimes can be tens of thousands of dollars, and they almost act as that. We guarantee, therefore, that you will be able to get this job, and you'll be able to make so much money that you'll pay us back, no problem, and um, all of that. Well, a lot of the time, what happens? The individual goes, they, they never get the job, there's no demand for whatever they, they end up getting 
the education for, they're in debt, and then the, the whole mess with the student loans, let's not even get started there. They just, they, the, the disgusting thing with student loans is that student loans, they almost never go away. Even when you declare bankruptcy, now it is possible. It is possible in some instances to be able to uh, discharge them in bankruptcy, but it is extremely, extraordinarily, exceptionally difficult to do that. Student loans are an albatross that just, they, they, they never go away. And the biggest issue with this is that people are so casual about them also. They never, they never act like they are a problem. You know, just get a student loan, everyone gets them. And uh, I just wish that people took them more seriously. They, they, it's like they, of course, you know why. It's a system that I have objection to. Not the education aspect. Education is important. Honestly, we need to be more educated. But it's some of the costs that come along with it that, that issues arise. You know, as someone... Were, were, the, were the courses that I took worth the price tag that was put on them? <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Not even close to it. Not even remotely close. So, there are issues. There are problems, and I think some people are really starting to see these problems. All of a sudden, they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to sit in their bedroom and watch a Zoom presentation, and that's it? How can you justify that price? I really... I don't know. We'll see. I doubt anything will change, but who knows? Gray writes in, Hello there. I think I agree with your prediction that 2021 will mostly be a sequel to 2020, but I think overall we will make more steps toward healing our country, both politically and against the virus. I think 2022 will probably be better in terms of seeing things back to, quote, normal, unquote, though. Thank you for your content. I enjoy listening to the shows after a long day at work. Thank you, Gray, for your kind words. Next email comes in uh, from an anonymous listener, no name given. I hope this email finds you well and isn't too late. My predictions for 2021 are as below. A resurgence in North Korea in the media with shots being fired around the North and South Korean border. Massive outrage from anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers with large protests. A large political figure gets the new COVID strain, perhaps the president. Hopefully more people participate this year. I know this is the first time even sending in an email. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. So far, so good. And, uh, you know, really this show isn't possible with folks didn't participate, so it's really appreciated. Thank you. Manta checks in. I actually don't feel like I've observed much of the world lately enough to make any specific predictions, but since coming across all the stuff happening in America uh, is inevitable on the internet, I'm just going to be vague and say the U.S. will continue to collapse in on itself and get even more divided. It's sad to see, and I just wish you and your loved ones will stay safe and not get all doomer about it. If possible, just focus on your own life for the most part. As for COVID, at least here in my country, Finland 
cases will continue to lessen very steadily or stay the same for a while here on out. I say that because we had lockdowns earlier last year and people were more shy about going out overall. However, now, while I see more people wearing masks, there's a lot more of us going outside and traveling. We did have a huge spike in cases in December. As for my personal life, my ongoing quarter-life crisis will continue to get worse, and it will be a very stressful year especially, um, because I'm supposed to be trying to get myself a degree of sorts. It's just that I'm really not one to study. I enjoy doing actual work with my hands, and I've gotten very good feedback from my previous workplaces. It's a shame nowadays getting a proper paying job requires so much more than from the job seeker, but then again, it's somewhat understandable. Pisses me off nonetheless. Like, I could pull out weeds in a thunderstorm all day, every day. Give me a job, damn it. <laughs> so in short, I predict that I won't be getting a full-time job, and will grow my first gray hairs in 2021 from Manta. Well, thank you for checking in. Always good to hear from you. And, uh, I mean, like another listener said with the U.S., Personally, I think things are just going to go to hell here, and uh, the divisions are going to get worse. Uh, it's The thing is, I look, I, I look at the calls for healing in this country, I agree with them. You know, I agree with them, but how? That's the question. I, I took to um, the microphone on one of my shortwave broadcasts, and I asked the listening audience rhetorically, because there's no answer for this. I said, you know, after what happened at the Capitol, uh, you had so many people in Congress that gave the same formulaic, almost scripted speech, which seems like it's being given out of obligation. Not that it's, it's just, it gets so repetitive, you know, you get sick of hearing it. You have all the talking heads that sit there and say the exact same thing ceaselessly, and you have, they always give the same three-point speech. They decry what happened, they thank the first responders, and they urge calm. One question that I asked the listening audience rhetorically, and I said there's no answer to this at this point, there's none. Where do we go from here as a country, as a society? Where do we go from here? What comes next? What happens next? Do we even heal? Is such a thing even possible? Because I just don't know. I really don't know. I have no answer. You know, it would be nice if all of a sudden we're able to flip a switch and all of a sudden America somehow goes into healing mode and everyone suddenly has a smile on their face and everything is going great and now, you know, the steps of Capitol Hill, uh, instead of being known for what happened a couple days ago, now becomes the locus of a new America. And everyone's there holding hands, all sides. Well, I guess with the COVID, they're not, you know what I mean, metaphorically. Everyone's happy together, and they're all, they're all uh, you know, peace, love, and understanding, and all of that. But without magic or, or mind control, I just don't see how something like that could happen overnight. A point that I expressed to radio listeners was that there are still many millions of people, right? The division is there. There are millions and millions of people, I think, uh, who ardently support 
what happened at the Capitol. Of course, there are many more millions, I think, who don't, but I think there are at least tens of millions of people who do. Um, that figure is debatable, but I really, I really earnestly believe that. I really do. And it's like a few speeches from congressmen and even Trump's video and a couple of arrests and even a couple deaths aren't suddenly going to change people's minds. So that's why I kind of, it's like, it's a pipe dream, I think. I would love to see that. It would be great to see, uh, you know, people unifying and, and what have you. I just don't see how it's possible without magic, uh, you know, divine intervention, etc. I just don't see how it's possible. So, we'll see what happens. We certainly will. But that's why I'm kind of just done as well. I'm, you know, I think in a couple days, providing nothing else happens, I think I'm just going to cut it off, cut U.S. politics out of my life. I'm going to focus on geopolitics, but this U.S. stuff I'm done with. I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm going to live, you know, live my life and that's it. Because there's nothing I can do about it, you know? There's nothing that I, I can do about it. So, you have a good point. I mean, hopefully, uh, to you, I, I hope that your job-seeking endeavors do go over successfully. So, uh, I, I wish you the very best of luck there. Joe writes in, Love the show. I think 2021 will have a rocky start, but the vaccine rollout will ease our problems around the end of summer. Here's to hoping. Thank you, Joe. Next email reads... Three predictions. Prediction one for 2021. I predict the COVID-19 quarantines will end. Prediction two. I predict it will not be as bad as 2020, but still not as good as 2019 and earlier. We will face obstacles and hardships, but hopefully nothing as bad as COVID and war. Prediction three. Coming from Seattle, I predict the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. So three predictions there, one uh, from the sports side of things. Certainly interesting. Next email comes in from Moritz. I would like to share my predictions for this year. Sometimes the internet makes for unlikely connections, and here I am, sitting in Berlin, Germany, writing you an email. I have likely had a very different upbringing to yours, and our experiences on this planet may vary quite strongly, Yet I have come across your podcast, and I appreciate your desire to reach out and speak to your audience. I agree with your predictions on the COVID situation. I very much think this year and the coming years will be continuations of 2020. The problems that us humans have created last year will need decades of fixing, namely the issues regarding lack of social life and the resulting mental issues, as well as the mountains of debt this crisis has brought upon us will be the issues our generation has to deal with. It is, however, always down to us what we make of a situation. Though most people see few positive outcomes, I think it is important to try to make the best of every situation. This is precisely why I write to you, John. I see that you observe what happens around you in a very analytical way. I appreciate that greatly, because I think in a world that is on its way to be divided further, 
We need more people like you, people who observe, analyze, and humbly speak their mind. People who are not naively influenced by only their closest surroundings. People who question, people who try to understand, and confront themselves with different opinions. I think that it is a great year for all of us to be more understanding. Let this be my prediction. Best regards from Moritz. Thank you for writing in. We have an email coming in now from Ace from the Philippines. I've been a long-time viewer of your YouTube reviews and uh, vlogs, and I have finally gotten around to listening to your podcast for the very first time. I always found you to be a rather wonderful gentleman and an eloquent old soul, which I can relate to in some sense. As someone who grew up in a third-world country but was way... but was raised under Western values and interests, I sometimes find myself an alien in my own homeland, even though I've slowly gone to embrace more of my own culture. With the formalities out of the way, I would like to share with you what I think will happen this year. I predict that masks are going to be considered a mandatory item of clothing to wear from now on, even when we somehow suppress or eradicate the virus and its new strain that is more highly spreadable. I suppose a bit of a radical one, but I think something major will happen here in my country in regards to the political spectrum, whether it be our president getting ousted, a conflict arising with the US or China, or whatever it could be, I just have a funny feeling something big will take place over here. Something a little bit more lighthearted and food-related, and for my final one, is that Burger King will grow in popularity here and have the same level of monopoly on the fast food market here, and just like Jollibee and McDonald's. I recall from one of your older videos that you said anything that Burger King touches turns into garbage, and I was pleasantly surprised that the first Burger King that opened in my city was absolutely amazing, and their food was absolutely fresh, and the quality of the ingredients was great. Before I end this correspondence to you, besides with me reiterating how much of a fan I am of yours, I would like to say that I absolutely loved your whole spiel on hope. It's something that I always value and cling on to, even when the world gets darker, the more you look at it. It's as great hearing someone else value it. Thanks again for everything. Hopefully this email of mine finds you well. Take care. Well, thank you very much for your kind words and uh, for your predictions as well. I wish you all the best over there in the Philippines. And uh, Burger King... Burger King really has gotten better. They really have. They, They have truly improved. And I say that sincerely. You know, I actually had Burger King today. Believe it or not, I actually had some Burger King. I uh, was a little hungry. I woke up later in the day. I was sleeping in. I woke up around, you know, 6 p.m. And I wasn't really hungry until 8 p.m. And I thought to myself, well, I'll get some Burger King delivered. You know, they're, they're open for a while. They're still open. They're still delivering food. So I ordered a Whopper and some chicken fries. But the Whopper, I had no onions and no mayo. So I got it without those two things. The thing that amazed me, I really don't know. I, I All I have to assume 
is that the delivery driver must have been in the parking lot or something because I use the delivery service uh, DoorDash, which people have said mixed things of them, but I actually have had uh, pretty decent experiences with them to the point that I usually, I use them dependably and they have yet to let me down. Take that for what you will. But I place the order at, let's say, I think it was 8.22 p.m. Four minutes later, I get a notification that it's already on the way over to me. And I was thinking to myself, this is insane how fast it was that it was already prepared and it's already on the way here four minutes later. Easily, you know, it took about five more minutes to get here. Um, but this was easily the fastest uh, delivery experience of food I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it, but it arrived fresh, warm, and the food was great. It was a good burger, uh, really enjoyable, really. It was actually good quality. I've been, I've been indulging in Burger King more and more because I do notice a genuine improvement in their wares. So they have gotten much better and I can really consider myself a bit more of a, more of a fan, so to speak. Joe sends in an interesting prediction. I think 2021 will bring the beginning of hyperinflation and soaring food costs and it will continue for many years. I also predict a commercial real estate crash this being brought on because companies are now seeing successes with employees working from home and also because businesses are going bankrupt due to shutdowns. No need to lease expensive office buildings. No need for big downtown parking garages if the majority of people work from home. Empty office buildings mean it will also impact these workers and companies that maintain such buildings and properties. I also predict more arson fires of businesses so as to collect insurance on a failing business. This will bring higher insurance premiums on us all. I also predict more people will home garden, fill pantries with non-perishables and long-term food storage. Items associated with food storage will see a huge increase of sales the demand for vegetables slash fruit seeds uh, will be high and prices for them will increase. There's no such thing as free money and the government will want to recoup stimulus payouts. I expect taxes to increase on all levels, fuel tax, sales tax, toll fees, income, property, etc. Sorry, my predictions are bleak, but I think the next decade will be tough. Stay safe and be prepared from Joe. Thanks, Joe. Uh, that's that's right. No, you got to be prepared. You have to. Uh, survival supplies, you know, food, food storage, non-perishables, you name it. I recommend everyone listening have. Uh, you know, especially here in Florida, they are a necessity. They really are because you have hurricane season each and every year. And I'm the type to ride the storms out because I tried evacuating once in 2017 for Hurricane Irma. I saw what an absolute uh, cluster F nightmare that was. 
So I turned back, went back into Florida the day before landfall and uh, rode out the storm in there. And I made it, obviously. I survived. I made it in one piece. And that's just the plan. Uh, the only circumstance I think I would evacuate uh, would be if I were in danger of storm surge. It's not really the winds that kill people, mind you, in hurricanes, but it is a storm surge. It's the flooding that'll, that'll kill you. And I am not in a storm surge area. So... I would be fine, I would be safe. My intention, therefore, is to ride the storms out. Now, if you ride a storm out, what do you need? Oh, you need food. You need non-perishable goods. You need supplies. So, you know, I just have the whole shebang because it's potentially necessary just for that reason alone every single year. But it's not only something for hurricanes. Obviously, it came in handy early on in the pandemic when we weren't really sure how serious the virus was, how things were really going to end up, you know, and you never knew. It'd be good to have some uh, storable foods, etc. So that was useful there. Of course, in the event that there is widespread civil unrest and you maybe might get beaten to death or something if you go outside, um... Might be good to have some food. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. If things were that extreme, I think that would be a no-brainer. But you know, other other potential disasters as well uh, would most certainly be it would be useful. I was reading. Oh, I know people aren't going to want to hear this. People just want to hear the predictions. Ah, forget it. I'm just going to go for it anyway. I'm going to go on a tangent here. <laughs> you, I just say fast forward in the show uh, five minutes if you want to hear more predictions. You know, this is my show. I'll, I'll talk if I, if I wish, I suppose. Um, you know, I was reading. This is more on the conspiratorial side of things. But of a disaster, at least for folks on the, the East Coast anyway, that no storable foods, no storable foods are ever going to save you if this were to really come to pass. You're dead. You're completely dead if this ever happens. You know, there's some conjecture as to how bad it would really be. But if it would be as bad as forecast, then just forget it. You know, either get out at the first inkling of trouble or just accept fate and just, you know, accept that were toast. And that is uh, the theory of the mega tsunami hitting and thusly destroying the East Coast. Completely destroying the East Coast of the US. And Florida, if this ever happened, would be done. The entire Florida Peninsula would get uh, would get overrun by these tsunami waves, the entire thing. Because Florida is actually, it's the flattest state in the entire country, if you believe it or not. So it's just not going to dissipate. You're going to have waves hundreds of feet tall. It's just going to wash the entire state over. So you either get out at the first inkling of trouble or 
just sit and accept fate and just say, well, I'm going to die today. And that's it. But that's the hypothetical scenario of a small island. And yes, even such a small thing is possible to create such a devastating effect. The island of La Palma, which is part of the Canary Islands, which are a collection of islands. Um, I think they are, uh, I think they're still a part of Spain, right? Located off the coast of Africa, Western Africa, kind of near Morocco and the Western Sahara. And there's one island there called La Palma, which is the uh, site of a volcano, which goes by the name Cumbre Vieja. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. And what's proposed is that if there was enough seismic activity or eruptive activity, now you're talking it would have to be an explosive, powerful event, it would really cause the island to split in two, and it would result in a massive, destructive landslide, wherein pretty much half the island would just smash into, into the sea. And as a result, the shock that this would cause due to the collapse, would cause a mega-tsunami, right? That's one of the reasons that mega-tsunamis can happen, due to a massive landslide or collapse. And such a collapse would cause tsunamis, again, potentially mega-tsunamis across the entire North Atlantic, and severely impact countries as far away as North America. Now, there would be some debate as to the size of the tsunami, it would take about eight hours to get to the U.S. Um, but if the waves were 100 feet tall, of course, the entire Florida Peninsula would be destroyed. And the only way you would survive that is, number one, with a plane ticket. Um, maybe if you're high up enough, but I don't know. That force of water would probably knock down high buildings. I can't... I You know, I could see those just getting knocked down. It would all depend, I guess, but the force, you know. Or, I mean, you would just have to flee the uh, peninsula by car immediately before people are really able to figure out what this means, because most people have never heard of La Palma before. So you would just have to get on the interstate and just go north ASAP. Chances are you wouldn't make it in time out, but if you wanted to give yourself a fighting chance. But Florida would be done. But the whole East Coast would get hammered by this thing, and I'm sure tens and tens of millions of deaths would happen. What are the odds that this would ever happen? Very slim, at least in our lifetime. It's probably an event that has the same rarity as Yellowstone blowing up, you know? We don't keep ourselves up with fears about Yellowstone exploding. Of course, if it did, it would be quite literally the end to the United States, pretty much. It would destroy this country physically. Um, yeah, it could happen. It could happen tomorrow. Yellowstone can blow up. But we don't worry ourselves with that. And neither should we worry too much about La Palma, but it's a certainly an interesting event. Because you never hear really about the uh, potential for tsunamis or mega-tsunamis, you know, hitting the, uh, the U.S. Now, granted, all depends on the tsunami height. I mean, if 
If the uh, tsunami height was only a few meters, wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you'd be if you were inland, you'd still be okay. But if it was definitely hundreds of feet tall, that's that's a whole nother ball game. So crazy stuff, isn't it? La Palma. I was kind of researching that, but boy, it's crazy. Certainly crazy. Uh, we have Marco in Austin, Texas, sends in two predictions for 2021. One good and one bad. Uh, this one kind of, you know, on the economic side of things anyway, in terms of bad news, uh, you write, Unfortunately, I think we are in for a major economic crash that will be set off by a stock market bubble burst. As many people have noted, the 2020 stock market reached and maintained all-time highs despite the bleak economic circumstances of most Americans. I'm certainly not a macroeconomist, but when I see that type of large-scale incongruity, I can't help but anticipate a cruel snap back to reality. For the sake of all of us, I hope I'm wrong. On to the good. I think we will see major disruptions to big tech's power and influence in the United States. As we saw at the end of 2020, 48 states and the Department of Justice joined together to sue Facebook for market abuse and illegal business practices. I predict this lawsuit will be one of many successful advances against the powerful technology companies like Apple, Google, and Amazon. In the end, I'm hopeful these disruptions will benefit the development of the internet and positively service everyday people like you and me. I love the show and wish you a good 2021 from Markle. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your predictions. A very good 2021 to you too, my friend. And uh, yeah, that'd be nice to see. You know, the monopolies you see, it kind of, it's scary, isn't it? So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens with this. Certainly interesting, though. Matt sends in a very short prediction. I think, I have a feeling a civil war is among us. So that's from Matt. We have Steven checking in. Over the last year, I've listened to every single one of the VORW shows. I finally caught up enough that I could respond to one of your questions. Like you said in your show, I agree at least the first part of 2021 will be a continuation of 2020. COVID issues and the presidential election drama will continue. I do think, however, that the majority of people, this new year is sort of a spring after a cold winter. We aren't to the metaphorical summer yet, but this year will be an upward and forward progression. Regardless of what happens to each individual, including you and I, I think we should always be thankful and appreciative of what we have. Anytime something isn't going right in my life, I always say to myself, I could be worse. A person's state of mind on their situation is huge in determining how that situation will play out and affect them. Thanks again for your shows, thoughtful opinions, and soothing, smooth voice. Love from frigid Alaska. So thank you, Stephen. Uh, we have a couple of Alaskan listeners lately. We do. So hello to everyone out there up in Alaska. The last frontier, as they say. I've always liked the uh, state flag of Alaska. I don't know. It's just been... I've liked the aesthetic, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but, um, no, you have a good point. You have a good point. It really is... You know, the mindset isn't always everything, but I think it certainly does play a role. 
Lately, I've been in a very, very, very pessimistic mindset lately. I've tried. There's nothing I can do to get out of it. So I'm just kind of cruising the wave, and uh, it'll just play out how it does, I guess. I've tried my best, and uh, it just is how it is. But, well, one day at a time, right? I'm navigating through this. I'm still here. And, uh, I, you know, we do need to be thankful with what we have. We really do. So, very, very good point and eloquently said. We have an email coming in from Sean in Dayton, Ohio. Good evening. In your last broadcast, you were curious about predictions for 2021. So I thought I'd try to add some positivity to the mix. After such an unpredictable and generally negative year, I'm holding out hope for 2021. People like myself have been mostly alone with nearly zero social life or reason to dress up nice for nearly the entire year, and I hope and predict 2021 will be the complete opposite. Imagine the summer in 2021 being full of life, outdoor concerts, socializing, dressing nicely, maybe even some new trends in more common outdoor dining. I think things are looking up, and come springtime, we'll be on a much better trajectory around the world. Thanks for asking the question, and I'm curious if other listeners are as hopeful as I am, or if 2020 has been too demoralizing. Keep up the great work. Love the broadcasts. So thanks, Sean. I would say right now I think we've got like a 60-40 split in terms of predictions. Um, 60% more negative and 40% more positive. So it's certainly interesting. Yeah, dressing nicely. One thing, um, I mean, as for me, you know, I just wear whatever I wear. Just for anyone curious, I'm, I'm a bit cold as I'm recording this right now. I'm just sitting this time around. But I'm sitting here, I've got my usual attire on, it's 3.32 a.m., and I'm sitting here, I have a blue uh, dress shirt, kind of a blue pattern tie, some gray pants, blue socks, now I'm going all out with the sock game, and then I've got some gloves and a full-length overcoat buttoned up as well. Because, again, I'm a bit cold, so I'm just sitting here wearing my overcoat and gloves indoors, but I don't care. I don't care. It's keeping me warm. It's like wearing a blanket, but it looks nicer, so why not? I'm certainly interested uh, what will happen to a lot of menswear, the menswear industry, in terms of suits. Um, Because one thing that I have to reluctantly... Uh, capitulate toward, I suppose, because I I wish it weren't true, but I just have to accept it. Uh, It's that one thing that COVID really did impact is the wearing of suits. Now, granted, people still wear them, but it's, it's much rarer than it was even a year ago. And with so many people still working from home, uh, etc., I'm just curious... I mean, what's even going to happen going forward? You know, so many things are now virtual that don't require the formality that it did before. Um, So it's really interesting to me to just see what's going to happen down the line. Is this kind of going to do, uh, you know, men's formal wear in? I don't know. 
I really don't know. I mean, just from a personal point of view, if institutions like Brooks Brothers, etc., go under, I really won't be all that upset because I'm not a fan of anything that they make. Same thing with all of them. I mean, if they all go under, will I personally be impacted? No, because I just don't... It's all just... I don't like it. I there's, there's nothing that I would ever buy. I mean, a lot of the suits, though... I think one thing that is proof that these institutions, again, like Brooks Brothers, which I think usually sell suits to people who would get them for work and stuff, um, that they're struggling is that comparably to how the prices were pre-pandemic, some of these suits are dirt cheap. I'm still not going to buy them because it's not something that I would ever wear. Now, dirt cheap, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but seeing suits that used to be close to $2,000 now being sold for 600 bucks, that is a huge, huge, huge price cut. Why are they cutting the prices so much? Probably because so few people are even buying them these days. I don't think it's going to go extinct, but it's certainly uh, hastened it. It's hastened its demise. I mean, so once I feel comfortable doing so, I'm going to have to go and start scrounging around the thrift stores again, see if I could find any, you know... We have our emergency food supplies, and I'm going to have to have my emergency... 80s and 90s suit supply um, before they completely go extinct because I think those garments uh, soon will be and I know there's fewer and fewer out there so it's um no it's interesting anyway we've got Robson in Southampton England I predict in 2021 that your main channel on YouTube the report of the week will reach either three or four million subscribers this would be a fantastic accomplishment for your YouTube channel that I truly believe you deserve. I wish you a pleasant and wonderful 2021. I hope it brings you great joys and wonders. And let's hope that this year we could all feel some sort of normality in life again. P.S. Keep up the great work. I love listening to your podcast on Spotify every night before I head to sleep. Kind regards. Thank you for your kind words. And, um for your very, very generous prediction. You know, I, I never have any predictions or any of that for my own YouTube channel. Whatever happens, happens. But I'll be very fortunate, whatever whatever it might be. So thank you again for your kind words. Rebecca writes, I predict that 2021 will just be a more mild version of 2020, in part because COVID may become treatable through vaccines, and also because we will have become so used to COVID in our daily lives. COVID will become normal, and our fear of it will decrease even more than it already has. I also predict that masks will become a fashion statement after COVID is no longer a threat. Thank you for continuing to do your show. I have been a fan for years, but have never written in until now. Hope you have a stress-free and enjoyable rest of your day. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I agree with you, uh, especially with the mask part. I think that masks are uh, going to be here for a while. I think I think masks and uh, mask wearing is definitely uh, a part of life now, so to speak. This listener corresponds and says, I mostly agree with your assessment 
On your view of how COVID will progress through 2021, I imagine the cases will rise as the year begins until the vaccination is made widely available. Once that happens, life should be able to start to go back to normal slowly, but surely. The listener checks in. Hey, it is 2021. I believe the world is having growing pains. This is because of the massive advances in technology over the past 10 years. I think that people that lived during the Industrial Revolution probably had similar feelings to what many are experiencing today. The Industrial Revolution caused self-sustaining farmers to move to big cities. But now instead of being on a farm, you're in a cigar factory working 12-hour days, maybe even more. I'm sure at many times these people missed the simple life they used to have on the farm. I think many Americans miss the simpler life we had before the invention of the smartphone. If you are weak when it comes to computer skills, it will be hard for you in this new world. Illiteracy was a problem that was rampant during the Industrial Revolution, and if you could read... And if you couldn't read, you would never get a high-paying job in most cases. The same is now true with computer illiteracy. If you can't work a computer quickly and efficiently, it will be very hard to get promoted. I think we need to take a step outside of this present moment and realize that this time period will be in the history books as a major revolution. So thank you for your prediction. A return to perhaps simplicity. Coco in Berlin, Germany. Good evening, John. I hope you're doing well, first and foremost. As always, I've found myself enjoying your podcast. I would usually let your VORW podcast run in the background as I work on my assignments or even cook. I guess it is the manner in which you talk that has something to do with it that makes it so enjoyable to work with or just let play in the background. How you hold your channel to such professionalism and coherency is so nice. And I'm happy that you are there. For my 2021 prediction, as you mentioned, I think we will see a lot more of what we've seen in 2020 reflected this year again. I believe at least until it gets warmer, closing up of bars and restaurants or even nationwide lockdowns will continue taking place as the vaccinations will be distributed. What will be interesting is how the last quarter of 2021 will look like whether at least 70% of the people will have been injected with the vaccines by then. We are efficient when it comes to the urgent needs and global transport, but you never know. Or, if we, by October this year, are still considered to be living within a pandemic. Regardless, I'm sure 2021 is a breath of fresh air for many, maybe symbolically closing 2020 as a chapter in their life, and seeing that reflected in their way of life, possibly a bigger smile on their face as they go by their day, appreciating the freedoms we didn't have last year. There's also a handful of big events within a year that we just can't predict, good or bad. I'm curious what they will be. But, at the same time next year, listening to the 2022 VORW New Year's podcast, we will know. Anyway, I love listening to your content, You do more good than you're probably aware of. Well, thank you very much for your kind words and email. Going out to our listener in Berlin, Germany. All right, we have Mike in Phoenix, Arizona checking in. 
It's crazy we are in a new year. I agree, I still feel like I'm in February 2020 mentally. My predictions for 2021 are below, but the most important point is that nothing is fixed magically by time. We can only move forward when we address the root cause. 2021 will likely be better than 2020, but only in the latter part of the year. Five predictions. Number one. COVID-19 will continue to spread and wreak havoc throughout the late spring. I think that by early summer, we will start to see less and less cases from the vaccinations, but it will still be prevalent. I think we will continue with the masks through July and August, and at that point, cases will be low enough to warrant no masks. I expect by October, life will be 75% normal compared with 2019. I do think another strain slash wave, uh, what have you, will flare up again in the winter similar to the flu, and it will lead to localized, even more local than state, uh, lockdowns slash mask mandates. Prediction two, a sports prediction. The Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl again, and the University of Kansas Jayhawks will win the NCAA tournament. Prediction three, stock market and the economy will continue to grow and reach new highs. However, wage stagnation will remain and more Americans will live in poverty than ever before, thanks to the latest wealth gap ever seen. I believe largest wealth gap ever seen. My apologies. Prediction four, in the second half of the year, airlines will see a steep increase in demand as people travel even more than they did in 2019 to make up for lost time with friends and families. And prediction five. I agree there will be no civil war or large spread violence in the US. However, polarization will continue to grow. Love the show. Keep up the good work from Mike in Phoenix. Thank you, Mike, uh, for some good, well-rounded predictions, I'd say. Like you kind of had a little bit of everything in there. So uh, very nicely done. Always a pleasure to hear from you. We have, oh boy. <laughs> and you know, I just refreshed the page. I guess I'm glad I did. Uh, we had three new emails that just came in in the last, two of them even came in in the same minute. So, uh, wow. Hey, better late than never. You guys just caught me at the last second. So, uh, very, very good timing there. Uh, let's see what these new predictions have. I've never seen these before. I just saw this, so... um well, let's 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 see what we've got. Uh, first one comes in from Jack, Mr. Bra, longtime SoundCloud listener and fan of yours. As for my 2021 predictions, I think things uh, from 2020 will continue to be an issue. However, we will fight for things to be better, like humans always do. I think we will unfortunately continue to deal with COVID into 2022 when vaccines are developed uh, this year and released widespread to the public, it'll take some time. And there are people who will refuse to take it. I know in my country, uh, New Zealand, it will be free, however, it isn't mandatory. Wishing you a happy and healthy new year. Hopefully this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Starbucks cup tower is still alive. Well, thank you over there in New Zealand checking in. Christian writes in, uh, if it isn't already too late, and no worries, you actually just caught me at the last second. 
So a uh, very, very good timing, Christian. If it isn't too late, I'd like to predict that COVID mutates and we endure another severe lockdown. Also, the Chicago Bears of the NFL will win the 2022 Super Bowl. So that's the prediction there as it is written. We hear from Nate in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who has a few comments. Predictions for 2021. If 2020 was a train wreck, it certainly hasn't lost any momentum. As I write this email on the late evening of January 7th, we've all, vi- we've all witnessed the killing of a woman, Ashley Babbitt, in the Capitol building of Washington, D.C. Some supporters and independent journalists are calling it an execution. I do not take this lightly. My heart goes out to the victim and her family. Clearly the situation, however chaotic and confusing it was, whatever the circumstances were, is evidence of a continual radical divide in ideology in the U.S. Left versus right, communist versus capitalist, postmodern relativist versus moral realist, globalist versus nationalist, divisions between races, Antifa, BLM, Proud Boys, and all these other goofy political social subgroups, or however you want to define it, I predict it's all going to continue into 2020 and beyond. Civil war has been a repeated topic in the last few years. The question is, how do we define and understand this term? I do not predict we will be involved in a civil war like the 1860s, but I believe our civil war is happening now, or at least has been happening already for quite some time. Our war is ideological, psychological, informational, mimetic, and spiritual. Its physical manifestations will continue to surface as small skirmishes, protests, demonstrations, riots, in which violence erupts, vandalism erupts, stores and buildings are looted, arrests are made, people are hurt and killed. Yuri Bezmenov was right. I believe you are correct uh, with your predictions about the COVID vaccines. To summarize, uh, you said that vaccinations and proof thereof are going to become uh, more and more compulsory as part of the new normal. Uh, For instance, examples you used about buying airline tickets, gaining access to public places and events, uh, yet they will continue to the point of contention and a vehicle for division. Uh, This and many other COVID-related issues feed into the problem of division just previously mentioned. As far as responses to the spikes are concerned, uh, state and local responses are ideal compared to universal federal restrictions. And a prediction in regards to the relationship with China. To summarize, you said there may be some pleasantries exchanged, but ultimately you predict the relationship will not change or only marginally improve. Well, you got the part about the pleasantries, right? Biden and the Democrats are literally eating out of the hands of the Chinese communist overlords. And it isn't just them. I would urge listeners to dig into other connections China has with the U.S. Perhaps the NBA, Disney, and other entertainment-slash-media companies. Trump was harsh on China economically. He didn't want to play their game, and he gave them a trade deal that they were not happy with. That trade deal, late 2019, just so happens to coincidentally occur 
before the COVID breakout in China, which subsequently shut down our economy. Call it a conspiracy, but there are still many who raise an eyebrow at this coincidence. I've also spoken to classmates who believe China will replace the U.S. as a world leader within our lifetime. By that they mean China's communist values and humanitarian policy will be the norm in international affairs in developing nations which they influence Africa, for example. I would be very skeptical about China's presence, motivations, and projects in Africa in the coming years. Ultimately, our relationship with China and China's influence in the world is infinitely complex. What seems obvious to me at the moment is that we should focus on our efforts to become less dependent on them. I would be very skeptical about any improvements between us and them, should any improvements appear on the surface in 2021. You can bet I and many others are interested in what lies beneath. So, a few thoughts and predictions from Nate in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, One interesting thing, Nate, I know it's a very silly example, but it is, you know, one of the reasons that I first actually realized without ever researching it, I just kind of realized this myself all the way back in 2013, uh, China's, you know, involvement in Africa, you know, as their foreign policy, of course, Uh, When I first started getting into shortwave, I started, of course, looking up all the different countries that have broadcasts and and whatnot. And of course, back then especially, even today, but even more so than in in 2013, uh, a lot of countries in Africa uh, used shortwave radio very heavily to get news and information not only to their own populations, but to those of neighboring countries. Because, you know, back then, of course... There was even fewer internet usage um, in Africa than there is today. And I kept finding a very, very interesting similarity from one country to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, Be that Somalia, or Kenya, or Mali, or Uganda, Ethiopia... The list just goes on and on and on. What was this one commonality? Well, all of these countries obviously had technological limitations just due to costs, a lack of engineers, lack of availability, you know, of the parts for uh, even getting these, these transmitter sites established. So who was the one country that helped them out? supplying the manpower and the resources, and in some cases even footing the bill. China. As a matter of fact, in the country of Mali, which is just interesting, China pretty much offered Mali, they said, well, uh, we will repair this big transmitter site of yours, uh, refurbish it, update it, we will get you back on the air um, clearer than ever pretty much under one pretense. That being, we will repair your transmitters, get Radio Mali back on the air, and you could do whatever you want with it, but you have to lease out two of your transmitters full-time to China Radio International, and we are permitted to use your facilities essentially as a shortwave relay station 
uh, to broadcast China Radio International to listeners here in West Africa. So, you know, they took it, of course. And uh, that relay station still exists to this day. But even then, that's when I first started realizing, uh, you know, some examples of China's foreign policy in Africa. Uh, And of course, it's way, way, way more than that. But it's just interesting, you know, the level of detail that their foreign policy even comes to. That they even thought about the shortwave stations over there. I mean, they, they went all out. So, it's just very interesting. Thank you for your thoughts. An email now coming in from Jade, who says... I predict the UK strain of COVID will slow down vaccination. This, or a different strain, will affect younger people more, not just in spreading, but also in harming them. I think this effect on younger people may cause big issues with the strict priority tiers that municipalities are setting up for vaccine distribution. You could see a young unvaccinated population combined with this more aggressive strain affecting the young. I think 2020, now 2021 Olympics, will proceed as planned, but may have an outbreak. Unfortunately, I think there may be some additional violence surrounding the administration change in America, instigated um, by the unsuccessful side of the political divide. In particular... I think this may be directed at the incoming president, assuming he is inaugurated, but I think this will be unsuccessful. I sadly anticipate violence being enacted as retaliation against liberal cities like Portland and LA. I think we'll see a lot of media exploiting the virus, just like uh, we did post 9-11, including (laughs) cheesy romance stories and fear-mongering about the next one. Yeah, (laughs) to just interject, oh, I'm amazed that we haven't even started this already. Yeah, it's, oh boy, we're never going to hear the end of it. Could you imagine how many movies are being drafted about COVID right now? Oh my gosh, so many. I can't even imagine it. So many. (laughs) Finally, I think VR technology will continue to expand in popularity into the mainstream. This will be assisted by the latest Oculus device, which is far more consumer-friendly and could be accelerated by the release of an Apple VR or PlayStation VR 2. Thank you from Jade. Thank you, Jade, for your predictions there. Some good ones. Uh, We have Dan in the Netherlands writing in. A uh, fellow shortwave listener, he sent in a a reception report. He said, uh, I caught the uh, VORW to Europe. I can't wait for the next one. I use my Texun PL660. Um, but if I can't get good enough reception, the web SDR is a true lifesaver. Well, thank you, Dan. PL660, a real good radio. I have it set up right now at the bedside, and, um, you know, I just have the antenna pointed a certain way, and uh, I get a good signal. You know, I listen to the different radio stations and stuff, and lately I've been listening to the, um, political broadcasters from the U.S., a lot of the, uh, I've been listening to a lot of the uh, militia-slash-patriot radio stations because I'm very, very interested in their take, you know, on what's going on in the country. Um, But aside from that, I was listening to um, Radio Havana Cuba, too, which is obviously such a different, you know, perspective uh, from the communist government there. You know, you get such a 180 
uh, view, you want to talk about something diametrically opposite, that's it right there. And uh, plus they have some good Cuban music too. The, the Cuban music is always great. I just enjoy whatever they play. So uh, that's a little side note. Uh, anyway, you've got a prediction. I think 2021 will be a little bit better, but I have my doubts. COVID will definitely play a major role in 2021. However, I do hope we can start making small steps toward the way life was before COVID. <laughs> On a personal note, uh, 2021 will be the year I finish I finish school and hopefully find the job, but I'm considering purchasing a thousand lottery tickets and hoping for a jackpot so that I can afford a house in Florida and eat DiGiorno frozen pizzas every day. <laughs> uh, all, all jokes aside, I'm not looking forward to the hiring process, but if I end up in a quiet office where I could listen to VORW, then I will be all right. Well, Dan, thank you for your predictions, and uh, I hope I hope that your job-seeking endeavors are fruitful, are successful, and, well, you never know. I think that your outlook is, you know, it's like, look, hope for the best. You never know. By the end of next year, you might very well be in an office, exactly what you wanted, VORW, you know, the 2022 predictions show in the background, you never know. You know, just give give it your best. And if things don't go your way, please don't give up. So I wish you the best of luck going forward. I appreciate your regular correspondence, too, and uh, your reception reports from the Netherlands. Mary uh, checks in. I am hoping 2021 will be better than last year, but we have gone so far off course, it's going to take years to recover. Health-wise, politically, too, it's also affected our lives forever. I don't know. I don't think we will ever get back to what it was like before COVID. I'm hoping for the best. From Mary. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I have this skepticism. You know? When they say normal, that's why I kind of think, like, I, in writing, I would put normal, you know, in quotation marks. Because it's going to be this... Not fake normal, because it'll certainly be very real, but it's not going to be the way that it was in 2019. Will it ever be again? See, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, right? We've got Jordan in Los Angeles. My predictions for 2021 is that we will be less social, and we'll see evolution with robotic systems, such as self-checkouts, etc., Protests of people demanding that we still need uh, mandatory masks and vaccines. Uh, economy boosts, and toward the end of the year, things are going to be higher than ever, with people being able to go out. Possibly another catastrophe involving space. So some general predictions from Jordan. Holly is writing in, The vaccine will work, but it will take until the end of the year and major retailers to roll it out. Walmart ends up vaccinating more people than any government or hospital entity. Markets crash and the economy bottoms out. Basic income becomes standard in a few states. Product availability comes to a standstill. Product demand is high and inventory is low, especially products from China. Prices increase. Continued weather patterns cause migration from states near the coast to non-coastal states, 
with people moving to more affordable areas that are now working remotely, this results in lower housing markets in areas like New York, California, and other hotspots. Tourism continues to suffer even after the vaccine is completed due to economic weakness. Three to four other major blips of pandemic possibilities win the media headlines. So thank you, Holly. I, you know, I could really see that being very realistic. Walmart doing vaccinations, and they end up doing more than the government, you know? Can't, I can see that, too. I really can. I really can see that. And uh, tourism will be an interesting one. There might be a lot of truth to that, you know? People might want to travel, but they're not going to have the funds to travel with. So we'll definitely see. Joanne in San Diego checks in. I don't think that 2021 will be any better than last year. Here in Southern California, we are about to have the worst surge of cases ever. Yet when I look outside, people are acting like nothing is different. Stay-at-home orders are worthless. It is true that there are vaccines on the way, but distribution and compliance will not go smoothly for many months yet. Meanwhile, the virus does continue to mutate. I'm frustrated that being selfish and close-minded have become emblematic of American rights and freedoms. Conspiracy theories hold more weight in many people's minds than science. I have a purpose now to take care of my father, but if it weren't for that, I don't see any point to life. It's only meaningless suffering filled with people who only care about themselves. Sorry to be so dark, but on a different note, I enjoy all your content because you seem like one of the rare people who isn't like that. Thanks, and take care from Joanne in San Diego, California. Well, thank you, Joanne, for your your predictions, as well as your regular correspondence. It is an interesting thing, you know, about the stay-at-home orders and stuff. Uh, Definitely how their efficacy uh, really is. Now... You know, in the last year, I've only, I really haven't been to much of the country at all. I've really just stayed kind of just as a, uh, I've just been inside all the time pretty much, which I don't mind, you know, I'm a solitary person to begin with. But when there was a stay-at-home order for Florida, the streets were definitely quieter for a while, and then they gradually filled back up, you know, very gradually, but they did. Um, The thing that annoyed me the most were the curfews. I am vehemently opposed to those because it acts like the virus doesn't spread at night, (laughs) you you know. So force everyone to have to go to stores and everything during a certain set of hours and crowd them in, somehow that's going to make the spread of the virus less likely, you know. But... I, I mean, I broke the curfew a few times. I did. And sure enough, you know, even an hour after the curfew had gone into effect, the streets were still full of cars. There were still plenty of people out. And uh, the curfews were not enforced. You know, the cops weren't uh, pulling people over or any of that. So it is interesting in terms of the uh, efficacy of such actions. This is VORW Radio International, the voice of the Report of the Week. Remember, the next show that we are going to be doing is just going to be Random Talk. 
miscellaneous feedback is welcome. Any general questions, comments, pieces of feedback, anything you would like to share or submit, which will be uh, gone over in the next show, is welcome to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Of course, you feel you know, feel free to comment or whatnot, but remember, uh, any comments, any direct messages on other social media sites, or anything else, will not be shared in the next show. Uh, email is the way to go. V o r w i n f o at gmail dot com. All right, we have well some more predictions to read. I would say. I don't know how many I'll try to get to. I'll try to get to as many as I possibly can, and uh, maybe we'll broadcast for another hour or so. We'll see. As long as uh, as we will. But let's get to some more predictions while we are at it. This listener writes from Ukraine. Prediction is very simple. If one of the nuclear uh, or biological, etc. weapon owners will not kill us all, then we, 70 to 80 percent of humans, will continue killing our own planet and ourselves. This is nature, unfortunately. That's the prediction uh, for 2021. I wish for all of us to be healthy, happy, and patient. Um, a very, uh, a very morbid prediction, but I understand that a lot of folks do have those sentiments uh, in terms of the environment and whatnot. They say, well, if we're so far gone, just uh, kill us, or uh, we'll kill ourselves, pretty much. Next email comes in from Milo in Hawaii. I haven't written in for a while, but just recently I listened to your latest podcast about 2021 goals and predictions. I had a few thoughts of my own. The way I see this upcoming year is like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Like, if we can do this, then that will be the outcome. But if we do that, well, then that will be the outcome. And here's what I mean by that. Please note, I am touching on some controversial topics, but I will remain apolitical and unbiased to the best of my ability as to not offend anyone. So that is just a preface um, to everyone listening. Now, continuing. Number one. If, here in America, we can settle our current disputes... With one president coming in and our current president leaving, then we will hopefully have a more normal January and February, politically speaking. Two, if we can get those vaccine doses out and into the general public, then I predict by the end of 2021, the coronavirus will go from being a worldwide pandemic to just outbreaks here and there, depending on how many are vaccinated. Three, and finally, on January 7th through 20, uh, through 14th, so the 7th through the 14th, there will be a massive increase of corona cases due to being two to three weeks after Christmas. On January 20th, there will probably also be a noticeable jump due to being two weeks after the Capitol building raid. And I predict that these people, if they succumb to the virus will sadly perish in February or even early March. Kind of depressing note to leave it on, 
but that's just what I see happening. So that was from Milo in Hawaii, uh, some general political and virus predictions. Nick in Ohio checks in. Having you ask for predictions about 2021 led me to take a seat and think hard about what I think will happen going through the year. This caused the pessimistic side of me to overtake the realist side of me for the first time in a long time. I found that trying to separate the doom and gloom predictions from the ones that I could feel realistically happen very difficult, so I apologize in advance for how jumbled this may be. Firstly, I believe the complaints against, as well as for Trump, will continue throughout the year, even after Biden is inaugurated into office. Believe what you may about mainstream media, it is factual that their ratings and success over the last four years have been led mostly by reporting on the actions and stories surrounding the president. I also predict that the Democratic Party will continue to take action against Trump after his term has ended due to the current war between parties and the want for both sides to obliterate the other. Secondly, I believe that the divide between the parties as well as the divide between the American people will continue to grow. Following the breaching of the Capitol building, it shows a trend of both sides becoming more ballsy, if you will. I feel as if the brakes on the American bus have burnt up, and we will see a quick acceleration into more and more violent encounters between police, uh, Republicans, and Democrats. Thirdly, on a good note, I predict that through all of the divide, you will see the growth in the Libertarian Party, as George Washington's prediction of the two-party system weakening and dividing uh, the nation has come to fruition. The inability of either party to get anything done because they are too busy fighting over who gets to dictate the country has tired a lot of Americans out. And a lot of moderate Republicans and Democrats are looking for a new party as theirs no longer represents what they believe in. Finally, a question for you. Uh, What do you think will be the first action that Biden uh, will take serious action on once his term begins. President-elects always speak about what they will do first, but don't often address their big plans until a year in, and the first thing they address is typically something of smaller importance. Also, I decided not to touch on COVID, as it will probably be talked about to death in other predictions. And uh, Nick, uh, just personally to you, thank you for the update. Uh, about your friend, I remember that email, and it really struck with it, it. Really stuck with me, you know. It really struck a nerve and stuck with me, if you will. And uh, thank you for the update. That's, I know it's a bad situation, but it's some good news there. So, you know, Nick, just just hang in there, and and that's good news, though. So first, your predictions. Um, I think they're solid predictions. To tell you the truth, some people won't like this, but I really do think that there should be more political parties. I really should. I I think there should be. It wouldn't be the end of the world if we had a couple extra ones, you know, to... I just don't think that would be that bad of a thing. I really don't. You look at the differences of, you know, philosophically between the Democrats and the Republicans, these are very serious differences. They kind of force you to choose between one or the other. And then they tell you, oh, don't don't vote third party. 
you know, uh, wasting your vote, and so on and so forth. And I understand why people say that, because realistically speaking, most third-party or independent folks don't have a chance. <laughs> you know, they don't. Uh, so you have to be one of the one of the big dogs, as they say, or else, you know, you're pretty much throwing your chances away. But I mean, I you know, I'll vote for who I vote for. People hate this phrase, and I understand why, but I do. I vote person, not party. I research every candidate. I understand what their policy is. There have been instances for various elections I've wrote people in. Um, it's it, it all depends on who's on the ballot, what their stance is, and, uh, you know, where it aligns with what I believe. It's just what it comes down to. So that's just the way that I am. Maybe there will be uh, some more people kind of going to third parties after this. I don't know. Interesting prediction, though. That was interesting to me. Uh, Now, the question, the first action that Biden will take uh, serious action on once the term begins. I've I've seen hints on this. Um, My prediction, unless there is, like, absolutely... All right, it's going to be one of two things, I think. Number one, assuming that there isn't extreme violence on Inauguration Day, I think he would most likely take action uh, on distribution of the COVID vaccine. He's uh, been hinting this lately, um, I believe, saying that because what they want you to do if you want to get the vaccine is they say you need two doses of it um, for a, uh, <laughs> a double dose of uh, a double dose of protection. I'm sorry, I was just watching a clip. I'm sorry I cracked up there. I was watching a clip of the movie Idiocracy the other night. I was thinking about the guy where he says a double dose of his of his pimpin', and it made me laugh. Stupid. Um, but for a double dose of, of protection, you know, you need the two doses of the uh, the vaccine, so they say. And there have been some distribution issues where some folks have been getting... Uh, the first dose, and then they save the second dose for them. Um, but as a result, I think what Biden is going to want to do is free up the uh, you know that second dose of the vaccine and just distribute that nationwide instead of just saving it for the people who already had the first dose. So I think he's going to make changes to the vaccine distribution and uh, try to make it more widespread. Now, if there is serious violence um, around Inauguration Day, let's say um, improvised explosive devices, uh, shootings, uh, potential assassination attempts, uh, attempted stormings, I mean, whatever happens, you know, but serious violence, I could see his first action actually being something more on a matter of national security uh, such as either redeploying or, or making issues or um, adjustments with the National Guard or, or something like that. It all depends if something like that happens right out of the gate. So that's just my prediction. Nick over in Ohio, thanks for writing in. We have James in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My prediction of 2021 is that it will be a year of three presidents in our United States. Trump starts us off, Joe Biden picks up the mantle for a short time, and then Kamala Harris will be president by year end. 
So thank you, James, in Chattanooga. Uh, granted, you know, regardless of one's views, I think it is a question or a scenario that people have uh, put into mind, you know, in regards to Joe Biden. Obviously, he is an older man. Uh, so I think some people really have put maybe more thought in this case into the VP uh, than they have in other instances. But obviously, that is a thought that people have uh, have considered, you know, the what ifs, uh, even if we don't want to address them or what have you. So uh, interesting prediction there. This listener, no name uh, provided, just writes, uh, I think the government will announce something major related to alien life this year. So uh, interesting there. It would be it would be great if they just went ahead and uh, and made that announcement. That would be very, very interesting because, as some of you regular listeners know, I'm much more impartial toward alien life at this point, you know, than I was in, uh, you know, previous shows. But it would be interesting, interesting to see what would come of that. I highly doubt it because the ramifications would be way too great, but you never know. You never know. This listener uh, requested uh, going by the name Cosmic, so this comes in from Cosmic. A big hey there, all the way from way too sunny California review, brah. First off, let me start by thanking you for your contribution to the world as a whole. I'm sure many others would agree with me when I say your VORW podcast and broadcast is a huge highlight of my day whenever I see it posted. I absolutely love the content and your disposition in general, so thank you for that. As far as predictions go, I think you've really hit the nail on the head as far as what you said in your previous broadcast. I believe we will see a separation between people that has gone beyond what we've seen in 2020. I really anticipate the two that you mentioned briefly, those for and those against the vaccine, or more likely those who have and have not the vaccine. I anticipate this reaching far further than just socially and spreading throughout the political and commercial world as well. I anticipate a huge collapse in governments, economies, religions, and social social structures in favor of a more global solution to the issues we face, not only in the states, but in the world. Privacy and freedom of thought, ideas, and speech will be a thing of the past in favor for more censorship and one-sided ideals, and ultimately a lot more general control of our personal lives. On the other hand, I anticipate a lot of people returning to things like hiking, traveling by a car across country, and seeking simpler things in life. A, quote, return to our roots, in quote, scenario, if you will. Maybe more a push back on social, political, and economic restraints by seeking out nature once again. Hopefully people will be more kind to one another and think about others rather than focusing on themselves. Don't get me wrong, we all need to focus on ourselves, just not at the detriment of others. Hopefully we will stop looking at our differences as a weakness, and instead as strengths. The free flow of ideals has never before been as accessible or widespread as it is now. I truly hope that many people will use that for good in the coming years. The world is changing rapidly, and I hope we can all ride this wave together and on to calmer shores. 
I leave you with one of my favorite stanzas from the Havamal, stanza 75. The ignorant man does not know how little he knows. You become foolish by listening to fools. One man is rich, another man is poor, neither has the other to blame. Thank you very much, Cosmic, for your, uh, for not only your email, for your prediction as well. Uh, pleasure to hear from you. You know, we'll certainly see what happens. All I hope is if more people do decide to uh, return to nature, that uh, well, not only do we take care of, of each other, but hopefully we don't trash nature. What disgusts me is when you have these people that go out there for their pictures and whatever. They throw their, their trash on the ground and they trample on stuff and, you know, the world is their toilet. You know, it's just no regard. Hopefully if people do, and I hope more people return to nature, I hope we're able to kind of look beyond some of this stuff and, uh, you know, connect with the world a bit. Uh, get back to base, so to speak. But if we do that, just, you know, don't be a litter bug. You know, be considerate of the environment around you. This next prediction comes from Jade in Washington State. I feel I have the obligation to ensure you have at least one prediction email for 2021. <laughs> I feel as though things will be better politically in some sense, at least after January 20th. That is, of course, in spite of extreme right-wing groups such as the ones who stormed the U.S. Capitol, I think we will continue to see those kinds of people causing a stir, if you will, and showing extreme opposition to Biden's presidency. I think Biden will make efforts to pass progressive laws, since Democrats now control the House and the Senate, but I do not think we will see major changes like student debt relief or health care reform. The opposition between conservatives and everyone else will not heal this year, or the next, or the next. I agree that there will not be a civil war. As a historian, given the context in the U.S., right now I really believe this will not happen. I think Biden will make a concerted effort to curb COVID-19, but of course systems will not be perfect. I think there will be a lot of continued opposition from conservatives surrounding COVID-19 restrictions. I do not think uh, we will be able to graduate in person this year. As this, saddens, as this saddens me a little, since I am proud of the education I have obtained so far. Like you said in your podcast, COVID-19 will continue to come in waves, and I know we will not achieve herd immunity this year because of opposition to the vaccine. I predict that Biden will attempt to give mass vaccinations, but ultimately it will not be as great as he is claiming since it never is. People will continue to pass, especially in January and February. Climate change-related issues will continue, with wildfires all over the world and extreme weather events. The government will continue to attempt to pass reforms for climate change, but still face opposition. I am hopeful, though, given the recent Georgia election. For personal predictions, I hope to be in university next year, studying history after graduating from my community college. These are my biggest hopes, and I am really not sure what the future holds for me. Sometimes I think it is good to plan well, but see where life takes you. I could not have predicted anything that happened this year, 
This year changed me in many ways, and I hope to survive through the next year and maybe even improve myself in one way or another. I agree with not setting lofty goals based on a new calendar year. People should remember not to put too much pressure on themselves. If they're surviving, that's enough. I wish you well in the new year. I just want to let you know that you've been a really big help in my life lately. I enjoy listening to the podcasts and videos while working and doing my classes. You're truly a great person, and I hope you know how inspirational you are to many, including myself. I feel as though I could really relate to you with your personality and humor, and it's so awesome to see someone on the internet I feel as though I could connect with in some way, even if it's just through your reviews. Thank you very much. I hope this email finds you well, and I hope to write again in the future. Well, thank you, Jade, and please do write again. It was a pleasure to hear from you. I certainly wish you the very best of luck in your educational pursuits. You know, fingers crossed that everything uh, goes well with that. And some interesting predictions as well. You know, extreme weather events. It's interesting that you did mention uh, the potential, you know, for wildfires and the like. Certainly, I mean, we'll look at the last hurricane season that we had. Thankfully, Florida was fortunate enough never to uh, get a very severe impact, but it was a record-setting hurricane season. It's very interesting. Thank you for your correspondence and, again, for your kind words. It really means a lot. We have a short piece of uh, correspondence as well as a piece of fan art, which was uh, mentioned earlier in the broadcast, coming in from Emily in Washington State, a recently new viewer for the podcast, and a new uh, viewer for the YouTube as well. So new on uh, both channels. Welcome aboard, Emily. Great to have you listening. Uh, My predictions for 2021, personally, is that my brother will graduate from high school and I will become more confident. Hopefully they both come true. Cross your fingers. For the world, I hope COVID calms down so I can go to a water park. Hope you like the fan art. I did it in MS Paint. Thank you, Emily. I do like it. I like the uh, happy cloud. That's it. I thought that was a. I thought that was a nice touch. So, uh, thank you. I, I hope your predictions uh, come true as well. Hopefully, uh, your brother will uh, will make it through high school. Uh, hopefully, your confidence will improve. And I know that's that's one of those things that's easier said than done. Next uh, prediction comes in from William in the UK. First off, I love the show, love the channel, and your whole attitude toward things. Keep up the great work. Here's my prediction for 2021. Now, I hope I don't sound too loopy for saying this, but I feel we are moving ever so closer to the Big Brother 1984 weird dystopian world that Orwell wrote about. With what you said about the vaccine being used as a form of requirement to participate in society, I can't help but find it worrying. What choices in life do we have left? I first started to think this when social media first blew up, and with anyone not taking part being alienated by their peers. I do hope this is not the case, but if it did become true, what would your thoughts be on the whole thing? Thanks again, and all the great work from William. Thank you, William. Now, let me preface this by saying that I am not an anti-vaxxer. It would be troubling to me. I, it's not something that I would vocally... It creeps me out. It creeps me out. You know, the thought of 
being prevented to simply live uh, in daily life and participate in the world because you didn't do this. You know, like what if I, let's say I support the vaccine, but because it's a new vaccine, I just, you know, I would feel more comfortable giving it a little bit of time um, before I were to take it. Let's say I wanted to give it a few months or longer. But now because of that, just because I just wanted to play it safe, I'm looked at, you know, by whatever, big corporations or whoever, as the scum of the earth. And I am therefore, you know, either put on a list or punished as a result of it. Simply because I just wanted to play it safe. I just wanted to make sure there weren't any issues with it. But somehow doing that to some is seen as like the worst thing you could do. And as a result, you should be excluded from society uh, for thinking or doing this. And I don't think that's right. I just personally disagree. Again, you know, I've been vaccinated for many things. I'm still here. Now, some people who hate vaccines will say, well, go look at yourself. There's the answer, you know. But um, I don't think that. It's just an uncomfortable feeling and something that I I disagree with in that if I just want to play it safe and also, I mean, let my dose go to someone who needs it more than I do. I almost never, I almost never even go out. So I would rather it go to some first responder or someone else who, you know, even works in a uh, more client-facing position, someone who works at a store or, uh, you know, lives a, lives the social life and wants to get back to normal and party again or whatever. Let them take it before me. I'm so solitary, you know. I, I'm not someone that desperately needs it to begin with in regards to urgency. But I feel like if these things come to pass, and I think they will, um, it's just an uncomfortable feeling that even though I want to just give it a little bit of time, it might get to the point now where because of these new restrictions, I'm not allowed to see my family again anymore until I agree to take it. And that, that scares me. You know, you feel like you're being held hostage. Not that the vaccine is necessarily any of, any of a danger to you, you know, everything has its risks. But like I've said before, I've gotten vaccinations. I've gotten shots. I've gotten all that stuff. I'm still here. But it's just the concept of punishing people who even might just want to give it a little bit of time. It rubs me the wrong way. But I don't know. That's just, you know, that's just the vibe that I was getting. And I still get. I don't know. It's just, I can so see that. I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. And it's just a concern that, that I have. So I guess we'll just see what happens, you know, take it one step at a time and, and go from there. Thanks again for your email. And uh, continuing onward now, Sam, a longtime listener from Cambridge, UK, says, I always enjoy your insight on the wide variety of topics that you cover. Here are a few predictions from me. On the COVID crisis, I think we are currently arriving at the worst phase. Cases and deaths seem to be skyrocketing right now. 
I expect that to continue for the next couple of months until the vaccine starts to have an effect. I do not expect for things to return to normal until 2022, mostly due to uncertainty around new strains. I think 2021 will bring about a financial crash related to the COVID situation. I predict and certainly hope for some groundbreaking research on vaccinations for other diseases like HIV, following on from the virological breakthroughs of last year. I am excited by the release of the UFO files from the U.S. government, though I suspect these will contain nothing of particular interest. I hope for the reestablishment of some global shortwave broadcasts. I think there is a raised demand for this technology in more uncertain times. I predict a few exciting fast food releases. Surely last year's lockdowns have unleashed some fast food designers' creativity. These are just a few predictions from me. Keep up the good work from Sam. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, you know, hey, if... Like I was saying about vaccinations, if if some safe, successful vaccinations for things like HIV ever do emerge, that would be a blessing. It really would be. So fingers crossed on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I certainly hope the reestablishment of some global shortwave broadcasts. I, I will tell you, though, um, in terms of raised demand, what was absolutely fascinating and I talked about this on my own shortwave broadcast the other night, because whether we agree or or disagree with what happened in terms of Trump and... uh, um, But after he was deplatformed, then there were some issues with some other sites. Uh, Lots of people who felt uncomfortable by that, uh, suddenly, it it was kind of funny in a way, just because simultaneously... There were thousands of people that all at the exact same time, I guess when they started getting concerned about censorship or what have you, all suddenly remembered, oh, wait a minute, uh, I think there's this this thing out there called shortwave radio <laughs> that still exists, and um, maybe we should start looking into that, you know, for information or what have you. And it was just funny to me, and this applies to any group. I have actually seen... Not just saying that this is a right-wing thing or something. I have seen people on the left say this. I've seen people on the right say this. I've seen people in other countries that don't give a damn about U.S. politics say this. But whenever something, at least as perceived, starts to hit the fan, people start suddenly realizing that more traditional and perhaps more secure means of communication... Uh, or even the reception of information still exists, especially radio. Uh, you see this around the world even. I remember last year, or I guess it was two years ago now, and tw- I feel old saying that, two years ago in 2019, when uh, India disconnected the internet from uh, Jammu and Kashmir due to the situation that was going on there at the time, What did the BBC World Service do to get news into the region? They expanded shortwave broadcasts, even all the you know, over there. That was still a thing. When information gets cut, radio comes to the rescue. I remember that happened in 2014 in Thailand uh, when there was a military coup. 
and there were some issues um, with communication there. All of a sudden, people realize, oh, shortwave radio is still around. You know, you could cite example again and again and again. Last year, or again, no, it might have been two years ago. I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Uh, when Soleimani was killed, and the situation over there got really tense with Iran, and there started, you know, becoming some internet issues, or, or some internet issues started to uh, occur. Sure enough, a new station popped up on the shortwave to serve Iran with 24-7 news, and it's still going to this day. Um, but it's just, it still has its purpose. It still has a time and place um, but people don't really think about it on a large scale until something, you know, until something propels them to suddenly assess media and all of that. It's interesting. It's just interesting stuff. But it's just kind of funny to see that that happen. All these people just simultaneously, like within the same span of time, start asking questions about shortwave radio. Now, it's a media regardless of... Uh, or a medium, regardless of politics, that I strongly encourage, I proudly stand by it, and I'm more than happy to help anyone out if you're interested in getting a shortwave radio. Uh, it's useful in times of censorship, it's useful for disaster preparedness, and even in peacetime, it's just a fun medium. You hear all sorts of, of interesting, strange, funny, and entertaining stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Shortwave radio, think of it just as AM radio, but the signals travel for thousands and thousands of miles. So it's a way that you can hear broadcasts from all over the world. In short, it's a very, very simple explanation of it, but it's fun. I broadcast my show on it seven days a week nowadays. Um, I do three live broadcasts every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then I have rebroadcasts to various capacities, uh, every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, um, no, it's a lot of fun. I mean, with the right resources, just materially in terms of doing the show, I could theoretically make it a seven-day show right now. But, you know, three days is a lot of work as is. So, uh, you know, if you're interested, and you're interested in maybe just learning a little bit more about shortwave... I could recommend you an affordable radio that, believe me, is not confusing. It's not like some giant, you know, 50-pound box. Like when you think about ham radio or something, it's not some oversized walkie-talkie. It's actually a pretty sleek, um, you know, pocket radio. It's just, it's simple. Um, but it could really be very useful. But if you're interested in more information about it, uh, feel free to reach out to me at v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Let me know uh, what you're interested in, and again, I'll certainly help you out. I just do this because I have a passion for the medium, and uh, I just want to expose it to more people, let you know that it's a, that it exists, and uh, really help you any way that I can. So that's all that I'm about there, but uh, it's just something that it's there if you're interested. You know, I'm here to help. All right, next up comes in uh, from Jay, who writes... I have to say, I agree with all of your predictions, and I was captivated by the way that you delivered them in an objective and well-informed manner. For my predictions, I think that 2021 will be the start of an age defined by COVID, a COVID era, if you will. 2019 and 2020 
saw the drastic rise of COVID protocol and information, but I think that 2021 will be the official start of this pandemic-based era. It's just like the jazz age, the digital age, the age of industrialism, etc. 2021 will be commemorated in future textbooks as the start of the COVID age. I imagine that the product uh, slash service advertisements, for example, you know, these vitamins can boost your immune system to keep COVID out, or this house has high value on the market because it's further away from densely populated areas, etc. Mask wearing will be incorporated into everyday fashion, and standing closer than six feet apart will be seen as a social faux pas. Handshakes will become obsolete, and dining out will come to be seen as an outdated tradition. I also think that we'll see tensions arise within the pro-Trump community. Now that President Donald Trump is soon to be out of office, his power as a social influencer has actually increased. He no longer has to adhere to the presidential obligations and rules. He's free to tweet, well, I guess not anymore, um, but post and aid in the circulation of certain sentiment, sentiment and rhetoric to his heart's content. 2021 will see a rise in movements, protests, and riots in his name, much like the storming of Capitol Hill. This will be a big and recurring point of contention in society. On a lighter note, I also believe that YouTube will see a rise in YouTube commentator videos. I have seen a lot of my favorite content creators switch from more general content to commentary on public entertainers and other personas. I think that gaming channels, mukbangs, vlogs, etc. will see a decrease in viewership, and I assume that this is because commentary videos allow viewers to safely partake in social phenomena during a time when socializing is heavily restricted. And finally, a few toss-off predictions. My knee surgery will go well, I'll find the boyfriend of my dreams, and you will see major unprecedented success in a very big and surprising way this year. So thank you, Jay. It's great to hear from you. I wish you, number one, the very best with your knee surgery. I know that there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, anxiety about that. I know, and obviously compared to knee surgery, the stuff that I've had done or I've been put under is more minor. But, you know, I know beforehand, I've always had these what-ifs about the procedures, you know, their success, complications, etc. You know, you want to try to do everything right and make sure it heals right and all of that. So I really wish you the best more likely than not, it'll probably go smooth. I'm sure you'll be in the hands of experts who know their stuff. And uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be in tip-top shape uh, before you know it. I also wish you the best of luck, of course, in your personal endeavors. And I thank you very much uh, for, your kind, for your kind words in regards to uh, success. We'll see what this year holds. But I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And, uh, well, I suppose whatever happens, happens, right? Thank you very much. Nathan writes in, My main prediction for this year is that we will see a significant advance in brain-computer technology, whether that is a successful human trial with concrete results or something else. I think this is something we can count on for this year. My second prediction comes from my space nerd side, 
I just graduated from Florida Tech, by the way, which uh, is in your neck of the woods. After several delays over the past years, I think we'll finally see the James Webb Space Telescope launch, and I think it'll be a success. Thanks again for putting out great content. I hope your 2021 is off to a good start. Best regards from Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, my 2021, you know, it is what it is, but it really... It could be worse. Sometimes I think my mind tries to come up with reasons to bring me down, but when I really look at how things are going for me, um, in truth, so far, so good. You know, I really, I can't complain. Uh, congratulations on graduating, by the way. And, uh, hey, we'll see what happens with the space telescope. Hopefully it'll launch. I would like to see that too. These space telescopes, aren't they so... They're so marvelous. They're so incredible. One thing that really blows me away, you know, is the Hubble Deep Field. I know that's kind of old school at this point, but I mean, just, just the backstory to it, you know, how incredible it is. It shows how astounding this universe of ours is, where, you know, pretty much they just pointed it at what was, you know, seemingly just a dark patch of sky. And what they found was anything but that even this tiny, tiny, almost microscopic piece of sky that it was pointed toward, or space, not sky, but space. Was teeming with galaxies. It's so beautiful, you know, I recommend reading the full backstory to it, because it's expressed far more eloquently and uh, concisely than how I described it, but it just goes to show how much there is to this universe of ours. And, uh, oh, it's just crazy. Crazy, you know, the universe and all of that. Some people, everyone's different, and I understand that. I think when we think about the universe and its complexities and truly how vast it is, sometimes I think it can lead to a couple reactions. I think sometimes it can lead to just absolute awe at it. And uh, in other cases, sometimes it brings people to like this existential dread. But I don't know, I'm more humbled by it than anything else. Even I remember watching this video I was talking about, you know, the timeline of the very, very far future, and, you know, we was discussing the heat death of the universe one day, assuming that theory holds true. And it was, it was very well done. Let me actually find the link to the video, because it was just that good. I mean, it was... I think this is it. Let me find it. This is the right one. Let me just put a headphone in so I can make sure. Yeah. Uh, it was very, very well done, but it was a video called Time Lapse of the Future, A Journey to the End of Time, 4K. Uh, it's by a uh, channel called Melody Sheep. I thought it was very well done. And it's 30 minutes long, but let me tell you, it's going to be a very fast 30 minutes. And it's just, again, according to the theory of heat death, runs through, um, essentially, a timeline of the universe. 
And I was kind of surprised when I went to uh, the comments, you know, some of the, I don't know, the uh, reactions. A lot of people, you know, they thought the video was incredible, but it brought about an existential fear, I suppose, you know, just kind of knowing, knowing how it is. To me, though, when I saw this video, it actually brought about the exact opposite of a reaction. It made me feel comforted, in a sense. Because if this video is correct, it shows that in the grand scheme of things with the universe, and you'll see it as they just run through the, the timeline, it's very well done, that the span of time where the universe is in the state that it is in right now, right, we're talking right now, where we exist, everything around us exists, the galaxies and everything is, well, it's as it is right now. But that span of time in the grand scheme of things is like the equivalent of five seconds out of a 30-minute video. The time where everything is hospitable and almost seemingly habitable it's just so, in this state again, is so short. It's incredible. And to some, that was incredibly disconcerting. To me, that was comforting. It's like, it just tells me, not in a selfish way, but just how special all of this is right now. That we're here, and out of all of this, we are here in this span of time, seemingly so finite, so minute in the grand scheme of things. But we just happen to be at the right place, the right time. You know, the things that all the stars aligned, so to speak. And if anything, knowing that brought a sense of comfort not fear or dread or any of that, but it was actually comforting to me. So, I don't know, I guess that's just how I looked at it. So, I don't know how the video will make you feel, but if it's something of interest, I recommend giving it a watch, because it's, it's beautiful, I, I think it is anyway. So, uh, I don't even know what I was talking about, but let's get on to our final prediction for the broadcast. Uh, coming out to Ben in the UK. My 2021 predictions is one of both hope and sight pessimism. I am from the UK, and we currently have the COVID-19 vaccine rolling out to all vulnerable parties, such as key workers and those over 80 years of age. I am in agreement with you in regards to 2021 not being a completely clean slate, uh, a completely slate-clean, all-round great year, as although a vaccine, three at the time of writing, has been approved, it will take several months to get uh, get it to where it's needed in the UK, let alone the US and the rest of the world. So overall, I feel this year we will be beginning uh, of a brighter dawn for humankind. It will be a slow burner of sorts as the vaccine makes its way around the world. Overall, although I have hope that this will all resolve this year, it still may take a while. On a personal note, I have some New Year's resolutions of losing some more weight this year. 
I joined a club that encourages weight loss and managed to lose seven and a half stone. He said that's uh, 47 kilograms or 104 pounds, but have managed to gain around 50 pounds during the epidemic. I used New Year's resolutions as an excuse to get myself into shape in 2019, and it did work for the most part. But now with everything happening in the world at the moment, even though I can pledge myself to dedicate uh, to getting back on track, the spark just isn't there like it would be in other circumstances. Even though 2021 is here, everything still feels the same, but I'll certainly do everything I can in my power to get it going the right direction. But my end message and final point would be not to lose that glimmer of hope. Although we don't know when the light at the end of the tunnel is coming, we know it's still there, and it's only a matter of time, we will get through this. Hope you and all your listeners are well. Stay safe, keep doing what you do. You're a shining beacon of light in these dark times. Thank you, Ben, over there in the UK. It's great to hear from you. Uh, Interesting predictions, and I wish you the best of luck with your New Year's resolution. Really, you know, just... Get, get to the point where you're comfortable with yourself, whatever that might be. And I know right now, especially when it comes down to exercise and all of that, it can kind of be difficult with all of the COVID restrictions and whatnot and, and some concerns or what have you. It's just really derailed a lot of things. You know, I know myself, I, on the la- I just barely eat anything. You know, just one meal every... 24 hours or so, but I try to stay active myself. Uh, there, there are some instances, now believe me, like for me, I try to take walks, um, but there are some times where I just don't want to go outside to walk, you know, I just, uh, maybe the weather's real bad or it's whatever, I just don't want to. I, I did this as a test, but through... I guess one of those, I think it's a pedometer, right? Is it a pedometer or an an odometer that you could either physically put on you or you can have like as an app these days? It's a pedometer, an odometer is what's in the car. But what I did, as silly it might be, is I took a pedometer and I started walking around indoors and I was able to discern that, you know, if I walk from this room to the next room and then I do a little bit of a loop and then I walk across over to, let's say, the bathroom and then I go back to the original starting point, then that is, you know, point whatever. Uh, point, whatever it came down to, you know, you know, point zero five or you know, point zero two five of a mile. So if I repeat the circuit, you know, x number of times, uh, then it'll be the equivalent of walking a mile. And I decided to try it. <laughs> you know, I said, all right, fine, let's do it. I'm going to keep a tally of how many times I make this little circuit, and I'm not going to stop until I walk a mile. I did. And, you know, it took about 20 minutes. Let me tell you, if you want to talk about the passage of time and how to make 20 minutes feel like the longest possible span of time on Earth, 
I just go ahead and do that because it will. It's going to be the longest 20 minutes of your life. You know, sure, it's the same distance, but it's a drag mentally in terms of time perception. It's much more fun to just go out and do a walk and just look at what whatever there is to see at that given time. At least the scenery is constantly changing, and you can look around and you can feel the nice breeze of the air or smell in the different scents. And you can just examine different things as you walk. You know, that's much nicer, even in the middle of the night, which is when I would preferably walk. And uh, it's just so much. It goes by so fast if you do it that way. But sometimes, you know, the conditions just aren't right. Like right now, it's just so freezing cold outside. I don't know if... I guess I could really bundle up, but still. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. But I just know that it could be tough, even in these simple ways. But, you know, I wish you the very best of luck. And uh, I think I think what you said was a very, very good note to end the show on, especially about hope. Very, very true. So thank you uh, for writing in, and a huge thank you to everyone who corresponded with this broadcast and submitted listener predictions. The next show that we do is going to be completely random, Uh, This show, it wasn't heavily structured, but it was only about really the predictions, which I know I went on a few tangents, how could I not, throughout this broadcast. But the next show I do is just, I don't know if it'll be as long as this one, but I'm just going to talk about whatever. Uh, Just random stuff. I already have a few things on my mind that I think I'm going to talk about, and we'll just take it as it comes. So, hope you could stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, well, may this this year of ours, 2021, be smooth, may it be peaceful, and may it be prosperous, not only for, for us personally and our endeavors, but for the world as well. Dear listeners, I wish you the best. Be safe, be healthy, keep the peace, and be a good person. Until next time, take care. This is VORW.